Job chapter 11, verse 1. And Zophar the Namathai answereth and saith, Zophar is the third friend of Job, so he's the third one to speak, and he actually shares no DNA with Job at all. The first friends, Eliphaz and Bildad, are extremely distant relatives. They're so distant that they're not even Israelites. Zophar isn't even a relative at all. He's an Arabian. Nama is a town somewhere in Arabia. I don't think he has any familial connection to Job, but he is one of his friends. Two, is a multitude of words not answered, and is a man of lips justified? Just like Bildad, Zophar is telling Job to be quiet, and that what he's saying isn't true. Three, thy devices make men keep silent, thou scornest, and none is causing blushing. He says, should all of your talk, Job, keep us silent? And should it keep us from rebuking you? Zophar is starting right off the bat rebuking Job, saying, you need to be quiet and I'm going to put you in your place. He doesn't believe that Job is blameless. For, and thou sayest, pure is my discourse, and clean I have been in thine eyes. Bildad is saying, you claim that you're blameless. 5. And yet, O that God had spoken, and doth open his lips with thee. Zophar said, you claimed that you're pure in God's eyes. Oh, I wish that God would open his mouth and speak the truth about you. Zophar really has a bad opinion of Job. He's fired up, and he thinks Job is a liar, and that Job is definitely getting punished by God, and that when all of them hear God's voice, God is going to affirm that Job is a villain. 6. And declare to thee secrets of wisdom, for counsel hath foldings, and know thou that God forgetteth for thee some of thine iniquity. Zophar is saying, when God speaks, he'll make you smarter, he'll teach you what you don't know. And the punishment he's giving you now is less than you deserve. Zophar is really accusing Job. 7. By searching dost thou find out God? Unto perfection find out the Mighty One? He's saying, can you even understand God? Which none of us can, so that in and of itself is true. 8. Heights of the heavens, what dost thou? Deeper than Sheol, what knowest thou? He's saying, do you understand the stars in the sky? Do you understand the grave? And of course, none of us do. So again, Satan noise mixes truth with lies, so that will swallow the lies with the truth, thinking that it's all true. Now, Zophar is saying things that are actually true. We can't understand God, and we don't even understand his creation. 9. Longer than earth is its measure, and broader than the sea. He's saying that hell itself is longer than earth and broader than the sea. Hell is inside of earth, and Jesus taught us this in the New Testament, so we'll get to it later. Hell isn't longer than the earth, but it is probably longer than any one sea or ocean. 10. If he pass on and shut up and assemble, who then dost reverse it? Zophar is saying, if God puts you in prison or final judgment, who could reverse that? Zophar also thinks that Job is going to hell, just like Job thinks. But Zophar thinks Job is a sinner. 10. If he pass on and shut up and assemble, who then dost reverse it? 11. For he hath known men of vanity, and he seeth iniquity, and one doth not consider it. 
Zophar is saying, God sees the evil, and he knows who's wicked. 12. And empty man is bold, and the colt of a wild-ass man is born. Zophar is making a statement which basically means till hell freezes over, or when hell freezes over. He says that man will be able to understand God when man can give birth to a donkey, which means it'll never happen. We'll never be able to understand God. 13. If thou, thou hast prepared thy heart, and hast spread out unto him thy hands. Now again, here's misguided advice. He's going to tell Job to repent. He's going to say, examine your heart, acknowledge your sin, and then spread out your hands in prayer and pray for forgiveness. All three of these men, Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar, all think that Job has sin that he needs to repent of. 14. If iniquity is in thy hand, put it far off, and let not perverseness dwell in thy tents. He's saying, if you have sinned, or if you're doing anything perverted, stop doing it. Now, Job hasn't done anything wrong, and he isn't living a perverted life. He's not practicing perverted sex like the pagans do, and he hasn't stolen from anybody or told a lie or done anything else wrong. And the little sin that he has committed, he's asked for forgiveness for, and he's been forgiven. So here's another false accusation from another friend. 15. For when thou liftest up thy face from blemish, and thou hast been firm and fearest not. Zophar is saying, if you repent, then you won't be ashamed to let people see your face, and you won't have to walk in fear. Again, it's misappropriation, just like Bildad did. What Zophar is saying is true, except that he's saying it to the wrong person. He could easily say this to a sinner, and every word would be true. But Job is not a practicing sinner. 16. For thou dost forget misery, as waters passed away thou rememberest. He's saying, after you repent and you get forgiven, you will forget all of your misery. Well, that isn't going to be a solution for Job. He's already repented and been forgiven before any of the tragedy began. It just isn't true that repentance and forgiveness will keep Job from experiencing tragedy, because it didn't. 17. And above the noon doth age rise, thou fliest as the morning thou art. Zophar is saying, once you get forgiven, your life will be brighter than the noonday sun. Your darkness will go away like morning light. It's a beautiful illustration, but it doesn't work in this case, because Job is specifically being tormented, and attacked because he's righteous, not because he sinned. 18. And thou hast trusted because there is hope, and searched in confidence thou liest down. Zophar says, when you get forgiven, you will have hope for this life, and you will be able to rest. You'll be able to lie down in peace, because they know Job can't lie down in peace now. All he gets is nightmares when he tries to sleep. The pain never goes away. 19. And thou hast rested, and none is causing trembling, and many have entreated thy face. He's saying, if you're a man of honor, nobody will be at war with you, and everyone will ask you for advice. They're offering Job advice, but really, Job could give them advice, and he's tried to, and he's going to speak more, and explain to them that they're absolutely categorically wrong. He isn't guilty of any sin. 
20, and the eyes of the wicked are consumed, and refuge hath perished from them, and their hope is a breathing out of soul. Zophar says, But the wicked people are consumed in God's wrath, and they have no refuge, they have no hope, their life will be extinguished. Zophar is intimating that Job is one of the wicked, and that's why he's about to die. Just like Bildad and Eliphaz, Zophar's words are true, except that they don't pertain to Job's situation at all. And that concludes Job chapter 11.